Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 24-7 when I'm stone cold sober. 24-7 Sometimes I feel like she don't care. As much as I do, it's weird. Sometimes I Happy Easter like Grinders. Welcome back to the Weekend Grind Podcast. Brought to you by Rotogrinders.com. The Weekend Grind crew is in the building here for Easter to cover the baseball slate for you guys. I'm Josh Surgiant, as always, with my co-host, Travis, Mr. Chalk Mangone. Travis, happy Easter, man. How you doing? Good. Uh, yeah, excited for a little little MLB action today. Uh, should be fun on Easter, and uh, should be a fun day. Just hang out and uh, you know enjoy family and have a good time. And eat way too many chocolate bunnies till we feel nauseous, right? Do you do that, or is that just me that I still do that at 28 years old? And I'm not a very fan of the, the the chocolate bunnies. I'll eat the other stuff like the the Reese's. I like the Reese's eggs ones. You know the, those things; those are pretty good. But I'll have I'll have my my fair share enough of candy. Not not too much, but just enough to you know dabble and have a good time. Yeah, have a family feast. You know, uh, I'm I'm Italian. You know, from New York, that's what we do every holiday. We just get together and just feast up. Go to church in the morning, and then and then go eat our you know eat all the food and. Take a nice little food coma nap afterwards, but then watch some games. We got plenty of baseball. We got some basketball. Uh, Travis, you doing any basketball content today? No, no basketball for me. Well, I mean, I'll be doing some the stuff in the lineup HQ. Just putting put my my cash game picks in there, but that's about it. Nothing, nothing crazy. Yeah, definitely check out uh, you know Travis's uh, cash game. Uh, you know, picks in, in the lineup HQ it helps you when you're using the lineup HQ to build some lineups. Very, very cool. Has uh, filters for other. A uh, great analyst here on Roto Grinders as well. Give us both the follow on Twitter if you haven't already. You can follow me at Real Joshua Giant. That's at Real Joshua Giant. You can follow Travis at Travis Mangone. That's at Travis M A N G O N E. Shoot over any questions or comments, anything you would like to say to us. You can say it there. We love interacting with you guys. And as lineups pop up throughout the day, uh, you know you could ask us for any adjustments you might want to make. We can give you our opinion. Love giving you guys advice. But yeah, we got seven games here on the main. FanDuel slate, eight games on the main DraftKings slate. They include that last game uh, with Houston and Texas at 3.05. So main slate's locking at 1.05 p.m. Eastern time. Make sure you get your lineups in before then. Uh, should be a pretty fun day. Love uh, love holidays. You know, we get to watch some sports too, hang out with family. It's you know, some one of my favorite things to do, and especially on a nice Sunday, we get to relax and do that. So looking forward to it. But, yeah, without further ado, Travis, you ready to hop into these games? Yeah, let's get started. All right, cool. First game on the slate we're going to cover is the Minnesota Twins in Baltimore against the Orioles. Nine runs is the game total. Pretty much a pick them here. Uh, the Twins minus 100 and Baltimore one minus 112 on the money line. We've got two pitchers here, uh, you know, guys who have shown flashes of upside, especially last season. we got Jose Barrios on the mound for the Minnesota Twins. And we've got Kevin Gaussman on the mound for the Baltimore Orioles. Now, Travis... I like to call Gaussman the gas man, gas can Gaussman. Uh, guy really has a lot of blow up potential, but he has had some pretty pretty big games, uh, you know, in the past, especially last season where he surprised me. And I know that you were on him a few times during those good games. Is uh, Gaussman the guy you might want to target on the slate? Yeah, I mean he's no Kyle Gibson, right? But no, he's solid. Uh, yeah, he's a, he's a good option today. I actually don't hate him. Like I think that there's reasons to not like hate him completely. The, the problem is. There's other options I kind of prefer instead at the top, but uh, 6.9K for him, he's kind of cheap. So on DraftKings, like if you're looking at the cheap pitchers, I understand maybe trying to take a shot on him. Uh, again, not my favorite spot for a guy like him on the slate, but if you're looking at cheap guys, like I think he enters the conversation as like maybe like a tournament dart that you can kind of kind of throw. So again, I don't hate it. I think there is enough upside where he can get it done, but uh, not like a core player or anyone that I'm really all over. Yeah, no, me either. How about Barrios on the other side? 
Uh, yeah. So Barrios is one of those guys, like, again, like a young, super talented pitcher, uh, you know, guys I want to be buying on because I'm, I'm assuming his price tag is just going to keep going up, up, up. And like, dude, the Orioles are just, man, they are so boomer bust. So like whenever a pitcher with strikeout upside is playing the Orioles, I think like we just have to have interest, right? The Orioles, they'll either strike out with the best of them or they'll hit a ton of home runs. That's just what their MO is. That's what they do. So yeah, I, I think Barrios is fine at 9K. You know, if you're building that, your lineups and he kind of fits fits your construction. I don't hate putting him in, in tournaments, but again, not a guy I'm like going out of my way to roster or anything like that. I think he's a fine play, but there's just better plays. I think uh, at pitcher that I already prefer again, got these two pitchers. I, I could see playing them in tournaments. I think they're fine, but not in love with them uh, completely. There's just other pitchers I'd rather have. I don't know about you, but what do you think? Yeah, I agree. I think that uh, in other, maybe on a shorter slate or different circumstances, these are pitchers that we'll end up targeting throughout the season, just not on the slate for me as well. How about any of the hitters in this game? Because the run totals here are actually pretty high. Like I said, that game total here at nine runs, which is, I believe, the high, actually the highest run total yet. It's the highest run total on the slate. So that should intrigue us here, right, with that Vegas production to, to maybe target some bats. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Uh, again, I think this is a game where you can make an argument for both. You can earn for the bats and even, like, the pitchers, but – um, I don't know. It's just a game I really don't love completely. I think I'm just going to try my best to stay away from it as best as possible. But again, like that nine run total, right? It's one of the it's one of the higher ones on the slate. So oh, I get it. I'm I don't know. I'm kind of torn at what I want to do here because again, I think there is strikeout upside here, but there is blow up potential from both because we know when Barrios doesn't have the control, he can be a disaster. And you know, Kevin Gaussman, we call him a gas can sometimes because he can be. So uh, I get it. I, I you know, if someone says they're going to want to stack it up on either side, I wouldn't talk them out of it. But again, I'm kind of like torn on this game, kind of the way I want to approach it right now. So uh, sorry, I'm kind of wish washy on it, but. Uh, I think it's fine in tournaments. Uh, I get it if you want to attack it again. The, the run totals for good reason why you want to, uh, but I don't know. I think there's other spots I'm already looking at that I already have uh, more interest in. Yeah, Barrios, uh, you know, his big big control issues come against lefties. You see his walk rate jump from 6.4 percent to righties up to 12.3 percent against lefties. So that's where his issues with control come in. That 12 percent walk rate and the issue is Baltimore doesn't really have a lot of big lefty bats in the lineup you got Chris Davis who they're playing at the top of the lineup now leading off and he's still fairly uh, cheap so maybe that's a guy you want to take a dart on you know if, if you want to you know if you want to take someone here uh, out of the bats in this game for me I would just say you know maybe give a shot on Chris Davis on like Fandle where he's cheap and uh, you know top of the order so that, that's where I would go but other than that no one for me you want to move on to the next game yeah it's just it's just weird like this is a game that I, I feel like, you know, on paper, it looks like a game I want to have exposure to, but I'm just not as interested. I guess the if I do have interest in one side of the ball and you force me to pick it, I'll probably just uh, hop back on the twin side. Uh, you know, they treated me well yesterday and uh, you're just in a smaller ballpark. So that's obviously going to be something that that's good for them. So if you force me to pick, I guess I'd go on to them. But uh, other spots I like on the slate instead. So let's just move on. All right. Next game on the slate. We've got my New York Yankees. In Toronto against the Blue Jays, eight and a half is the run total here. Pretty much you know, another pick them here, minus 111 for the Yankees on the money line, minus 101 for the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, it looks like it's supposed to be a pretty close game here. We've got Sonny Gray on the mound for the Yankees. Marcus Stroman on the mound for the Blue Jays. This is a hitter-friendly park. Um, you know, two guys that, you know, could throw well, but neither of them are, are necessarily dominant pitchers by any means. So we could see some runs fly in this game. And I, I think that we could kind of sneakily get some under own bats here. What do you think, Travis? Uh, yeah, it's just tough, right? Like Stroman and, and Sonny Gray, they're both, you know, pretty solid pitchers. Like Marcus Stroman is never a guy that I like to attack. Like I'm never, I don't think anyone's ever like, yeah, Marcus Stroman, I want to attack him. But we have these Yankees big bats right there. They're, they're team, you know, they're bats that we always want to target, right? I feel like I'm any slate you can be like yeah Aaron Judge uh you know Giancarlo Stanton Gary Sanchez that's just like a deadly like power lineup but against a guy like Marcus Stroman I'm just gonna do my best to stay away he's just a really good ground ball pitcher and I just think you know if you want to take shots on like you know Stanton here and there I don't hate that but I don't know I'm kind of just staying away uh for the most part with that Sonny Gray, that's the other one I'm kind of debating on what I want to do here. I think that Sonny Gray, again, he's another guy, pretty solid pitcher all around. Uh, he can get a lot of ground balls, and he's just a good pitcher. I, I mean, he's not a guy that I try to, like, attack, right? So, again, this is another game where I'm just like, pitchers are better than the last game, too. I just think it's a 
better spots just keep staying away. I'd rather, you know, I'd rather look at like the twin side of the ball more so far of the games that we talked about. I'd rather go over to that game. And this game is probably even more of a fade spot for me, uh, to be honest. It's just really tough to have any interest in a lot of these bats. I get it with the run totals and whatnot, but you know, Gray is a pretty solid pitcher and so is Stroman and you know, the Yankees have a really solid bullpen. Do we really want to attack the Yankees that, that hard? And I don't know. I just think I'm kind of staying away from this one too. What about you, Josh? I have some tournament interest here in the Toronto righties, you know, the, the, particularly the, uh, Toronto righty power bats here uh, just for the fact that you know someone has to score runs here uh, Toronto at home here and uh, Sonny Gray with these reversed numbers if we look deeply into his stats we see that he gives up a 33.6% hard hit rate to other uh, to righty batters in you know in the past season so for me that leads me to guys like Josh Donaldson or even Justin Smoke, uh, maybe some Gurchick in there too. So I, I don't mind targeting, you know, some of some of these righties here on the Toronto side, and just to get exposure to them. I, 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 if I get Donaldson at under five percent in a tournament, you know, in a spot like you know like like this against Sonny Gray, where he could connect with one and put one out in a good hitter's park, I'll take that every time, man. You know, a little Donald Dong action here. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's. Fair. Uh, I mean, Josh Donaldson's a really good hitter and whatnot, so I get it. I don't know. Just it's weird. I just don't. I don't know. I feel like I'm just like really like tight on where I'm going, and it might be chalky spots today, but I kind of just and that's where I'm at right now at this point. So I don't know. It's a game I don't love, but uh, obviously, like you said, you had some interest. Do you have any interest in like the Yankees bats at all against a, a talented pitcher like Stroman that just doesn't get a lot of hard contact on him? Uh, I do. Uh, when it comes to Stroman, the only here's the thing with Stroman, like you said, he's such a good. Ground ball pitcher, 59.5% ground ball rate to righties and 63.1% to lefties. You know, the guy the guy is pretty much cutting the grass uh, anywhere he goes that has grass and not turf. So uh, one thing, though, to look at is that he gives up hard contact still to both sides of the plate, 31% to righties and 32.3% to lefties. And uh, his fly ball rate, just a bit higher uh, against righties at 21.8%. So if I was going to go for anyone here... Uh, I'll probably just go for, like, you know, like, I wouldn't mind going, like, for the big three and putting in, like, Judge Stanton and Sanchez and taking a tournament shot on that as well. Uh, but if I'm making one lineup, none, none, like, in all honesty, if I'm making one lineup, none of these Yankees are going to make it into my lineup, not against Stroman here. But if I'm making 10, I'll make one lineup that has, like, a big three stack in there from the Yankees just because you'll get them very, very low-owned, um, even with the name recognition in the spot. And there's some upside to be had for sure. Yep, I think that's fair again. I think the Yankees are going to be this team that, like, whenever there's this, like, you know, the Astros are probably, like, they're going to be the chalky team that a lot of people are going to want to stack, right? Like, like naturally, because people will be jamming in those Astros, then you'll get, like, guys like Stanton and Judge and Sanchez uh, kind of under own. I think that'll happen, like, throughout the season, and, you know, eventually it'll turn back and be the Astros that are that, but, like, we'll see a lot of that back and forth this year at times, just because uh, those Yankees big bats are going to be pretty priced up a lot of the year. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the next game. We got your team on this on this game now. We just talked about mine. We got the St. Louis Cardinals in New York against the Mets. That's the Travis Man going team, the New York Mets. Seven and a half is the run total. Pretty low run total here, and we see uh it's pretty much again like a pick of minus one nineteen. The Cardinals a slight favorite. Mets plus one oh seven on the money line. And we got two, you know, young pitchers here who have a lot of, you know, a, a lot of good potential here to, to become great big league pitchers who have shown, you know, flashes of greatness. We got Luke Weaver on the mound for the St. Louis Cardinals and Steven Matz on the mound for the Mets. So it's pretty much a match of the young guns. And Vegas really believes in these young arms with this low run total and, you know, low, uh, pretty close uh, spread that we got going on here. So what, what do you what do you think here, Travis? You think that this is a spot where we could maybe target these young arms at a cheap price? Yeah, I mean, I, I like Lever and Matt's here. I think these are two guys I'm targeting. I, I think if you wanted to, like, they're just really, really cheap, uh, you know, for, for what they are. It's just like this price tags on them. I mean, 8K and 8.2K, if, if we... If they're going to be back in like their form that I'm expecting, like I, I really like these two options. These are guys I think you could play together on the same team and just kind of help to have a pitcher's duel. You know, it's a, one of the lowest totals on the slate at 7.5 runs, and I'm expecting this to really be a pitcher's duel. I love Weaver. I love Matt. Uh, I'm going to get exposure to both. I think I'm going to go 
like equal exposure to. It's not going to be one of those things where I kind of uh, pick one or the other. I think I'm just going to uh, do my best to kind of go equal on my exposure with them. One thing I do like about uh, the Mets, right? Again, you know, I'm a Mets fan and all, but you know, you know, Josh, you've watched the Mets enough. They can swing and miss with the best of them too. They also have some K's in that lineup, even though they've been hitting pretty well and they've looked really great. It seems like their their energy has been awesome. I heard the announcer say that and it was like the best way to, to sum it up is like they've been really like kind of fired up and it, it feels good. But, uh, you know, a guy like Weaver, if he starts throwing it by him, uh, there's nothing the Mets will be able to do and they can swing and miss with the best of them. They are definitely able to do that. So uh, I like Weaver. Matt has looked a lot better and he was a very talented pitcher. He struggled a little bit last year. Part of the reason why was he wasn't throwing his slider, and I'm going to be kind of curious to watch this game and see if he starts using it again. Because if he is, then uh, you know I definitely think he's back. If he's not using it, I'm going to be a little concerned. But he's looked good in the in the spring training. Uh, I think he's fine, and I'm going to I'm going to take a shot on these both these pitchers. I like both of them, and I want to get a lot of exposure to them. Yeah, Luke Weaver, by the way, elite strikeout numbers last season. 28.6% strikeout rate against righties and 27% against lefties. His ground ball rate, too, nice and solid at 43.2% against righties, 447 against lefties. So, you know, these are things that we like to see. Keeping the hard contact down against lefties, too, which is very good. Hard contact down at 26.3% against lefties. So uh, Luke Weaver is a guy I really like. And that, how about that price tag on FanDuel, man? 7.8K. Uh, just seems way too juicy for me, and I'm going to have to seriously consider him over there. And they still haven't got a picture for him over at FanDuel. Give the kid a picture already. Come on. He's he's won people a lot of money at this point in DFS. So nah, should... keep, him, keep him without that picture. People will just be like, who is this guy? So <laughs> I'm down for the no picture life, man. Keep keep it going, Luke Weaver. I like the no picture. It's done you well. You look good in it. And like you said, uh, on the flip side with Steven Matz, the kid has a lot of talent, struggled a little bit. But you know, looking at his numbers from last year and now, like, if we look into the actual – uh, deeper deeper numbers here, like the strikeout rate, 22% against righties, 17 against lefties. Uh, but his ground ball rate, man, his ground ball rate is nice and solid. 46.4% against righties and an elite top of the top of the class, 63.9% ground ball rate against lefties. So, uh, you know, Matt's is also a guy I like, and his price tag on FanDuel is also super cheap at 6.8K, so I'm going to have to consider him over there. But uh, all in all, Luke Weaver is definitely one of my favorite pitchers on the slate, and I'm going to have a ton of exposure to him. Yep, definitely agree with you on that. Like him and Matt are just two guys I love, and, and I don't know. I think I'm kind of leaning Weaver more. So if you force me to pick right under my head, I think I'm getting with Weaver. But uh, I love both, and I think you should get exposure to both of them. All right, so uh, I guess the way we're talking about these pitchers, we're probably not going to target the bats, right? Yeah, yeah, no chance. I will, I will pass on the bats. Uh, just don't think it's too. I don't think it's necessary on this slate for me. Yeah, I agree. All right, on to the next game. We've got the Boston Red Sox in Tampa Bay against the Rays. You know, a nice. Tropicana Field is a nice uh, pitcher's park here. Eight is the run total for the game. And another close, you know, expected to be close game. Pretty much a pick them on the money line. 109 for the Red Sox, 103 for the Rays. But, uh, you know, I looked at the pitchers in this game, and I thought that the total might be a little bit higher than eight. We've got Hector Velasquez on the mound for the Red Sox and Jacob Faria on the mound for the Rays. Now, Faria was a kid that last season, man, he threw some really good games and showed some really good stuff. And now all of a sudden he's 6.4K. Uh, you know, it's the first time we see him this season because he's pitching against the Red Sox. But if that's the only reason that he's priced that cheap uh, because they're worried about him against the Red Sox, I mean, the kid has tr- tremendous stuff and he's in a pitcher's park. So, you know, there are there are plenty of reasons to like him at this price tag. I actually think that Faria is going to end up being one of my favorite tournament pitchers on the slate. I do believe that we'll get him under-owned. Uh, we look at his strikeout rate from last season to this season, 25.4% against righties, 198 against lefties, uh, 51% ground ball rate against lefties. Uh, you know, the kid is, is really good. The only problem that he has is he gives up a lot of hard contact, 35%. We've seen that in guys like Robbie Ray and the strikeout upside and then, you know, the efficiency is okay to deal with that kind of hard contact rate that he gives up. Uh, and he is facing the, the, the Red Sox, so I doubt that people are really going to be jumping all over him. But I think Jacob Faria might be one of my favorite tournament plays here, Trev. Oh, that's funny because, uh, you know, I'm trying to find like, you know, there's like there's the chalk, right? The guys that we already know people are going to be on. So I'm trying to find like my like contrarian tournament stack, right? And I like keep trying to like figure out which one it's going to be. And like I just – Man, like, there's not one that jumps off the page, right? Like, that's been kind of one of the issues. And uh, I kind of think the Red Sox are interesting in this spot. Like, Like, you just mentioned it with the hard contact with Faria, right? 
again, Faria, I, I'm not judging like him as like, I'm not saying he's a bad pitcher because I've kind of have a little interest in the Red Sox, but like he has struggled a little bit against righties. Uh, he is really talented and I, I get buying on that. Like we, I talked about it yesterday with a guy like Gilito, right? I like buying on young guys with, uh, you know, young guys that are really cheap that have a lot of talent and their prices are just going to naturally increase, right? Because they're better than, than uh, you know, what they're better than, than what they are right now and their price is just too cheap, which I feel that with Faria, but I do think there is possibilities of blow up. Uh, like, I don't know, like this lineup has Mookie Betts, uh, Hanley Ramirez, JD Martinez, even Xander Bogarts, who's launched like a ton of doubles so far this year at the wall. This lineup is loaded. You even have those lefties endeavors and, uh, you know, uh, Hanley uh, and Ben Intendi. I can't say his name that well, but yeah, he's, he's there too. Like Nunez, he already has an inside the park home run this year. I think I saw. So like, man, this lineup is pretty loaded and I kind of just think it goes on her own because again, it's in Tampa. No one's really going to want that much exposure to it. So I don't, no, I'm really thinking if I can get the Red Sox bats on their own, I just don't think anyone's going to be on them and possibly uh, they're going to be my favorite tournament, like low owned stack of the day. I think that's what I'm kind of thinking right now. Again, uh, I don't really want to pick on Fari. I know he's a really talented pitcher and I'm kind of scared of it, but if you're telling me I can possibly get JD Martinez and Mookie Betts under 10%, uh, where do I sign? Yeah, I, I don't know, Travis. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't stack against Fari if I were you, man. I get it. Uh, again, I, and it's like I, I think the you know as I'm looking at it, like I like the Twins today, I like the Cubs and and the Astros, but I'm just trying to look for that like you know low on stack that no one's going to be on. And again, like uh, me, I don't know people. People saw the White Sox just put up 14 runs against uh, Danny Duffy, and there was obviously reasons because he was struggling and whatnot. But I may have to dig deeper into it. But I just think it's interesting to just get these type of elite bats at such a low ownership on a guy that again, like I said, uh, I, I do like Far. He's a guy I'm going to want to be buying in on. In the, in, in the future, but uh, the Red Sox don't strike out a ton, so I don't really want to be taking him anyways because of that, and I think there's more talented pitchers already for not that much more, so uh, I don't know. I just, like I said, I don't hate it. If you look at the, you know, again again against righties, we have the uh, fly ball percentage at, you know, 44%, and the hard hit rate is at uh, 35.4, so again, I, I, I get why you're trying to talk me off it, Josh, but I don't know. I'm starting to get a little interested in it. Yeah, if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. I can't talk you off it. Uh, how about the other side of this this matchup here? What about Hector Velasquez? Any interest in him? Because when we look at his numbers, they're not as bad as I expected them to be. Like his strikeout rate is, I think, to right home about seventeen percent against righties, twenty one against lefties. His walk rate is actually very small, three point six percent against or three point eight percent against righties. 10.7 against lefties, so a little bit higher there against lefties, so it looks like he's a little wild against lefties. Gets really good ground balls from righties, 51.2%, just 36.6% against lefties. So it looks like his struggles you know, come from, from lefties. 42% fly ball rate against lefties, by the way, too, and 31.6%. So, I mean, reading all this, well, numbers, like I said, they weren't as bad as I expected them to be, but what, they, what it does is it puts interest in uh, the raised lefties for me, you know, even in you know, like guys like, uh, you know, Brad Miller or like Caremaker or Span. Uh, the issue is none of these guys are really big hitting lefty hitters and they're, you know, in a, in a pitcher's park. So I'm not sure. I mean, maybe that high fly ball rate that he has against lefties won't hurt him in this park. You think that could work to his advantage? Yeah, I mean, I think it could. I'm, I'm not, you know, I, I looked at this and I was like, oh, maybe we could say against this guy because I was kind of trying to figure him out. But he doesn't seem as bad as I was thinking was going to be right. Uh, but I don't know. I just do you really have that much interest in stacking up the Rays? That's kind of one of the issues. Like, where's the power here? Especially again, like I said, I don't, I don't love this ballpark. That was again another reason why I was like, oh, I really don't know if I want to go with the Sox or not uh, and have much interest in them. Because, but they have such power bats. I think they can able to, you know, I think they can able they will muster it together and really get it done enough. But I, I worry about the power on the Rays uh, lineup. So uh, I don't know. I think it's just like a, a spot where I'm just going to kind of stay away. Uh, if you wanted to mix and match some guys, I wouldn't hate it. Some of the lefties right against Velasquez, maybe get like a span, a Kiermaier, a Miller. I wouldn't hate doing that, but it wouldn't go too crazy. All right. So um, anyone else you want to mention here in this game? Now nah, we can move on to the next one. All right, next game on the slate. We've got the Pittsburgh Pirates in Detroit against the Tigers. Eight and a half is the run total. Trevor Williams against Michael Fulmer here. Um, Michael Fulmer is a guy that we've seen just garnish ownership over the last season, too. So, uh, interesting, interesting guy. I'm not sure if he's going to get a ton of ownership on this slate. Uh, but when we look at this uh, Pirates lineup, 
not really afraid of it. I don't know how you feel about it when you look at it, but it kind of like makes me want to play Fulmer just by eyeballing the, the Pittsburgh lineup. How do you feel about it, Travis? Uh, I mean, I, I get if you want to play Fulmer, I think he's fine. But I don't know. They just don't feel like like they feel like there's just better, like cheaper options that have more upside. So I'm kind of just staying away from him right now. Again, like I said, I like the Weaver. I like the Mats. I'd rather kind of target those guys. And there's some other ones that we'll talk about too. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I just think there's a better upside pitchers on this slate that uh, just like again, like a guy like Barrios. I think there's more K upside for him than than Fulmer here. So uh, I don't know. I just don't like the K upside as much. I think sure in cash games it feels kind of safe and fine. You feel like you won't get burned with him, but uh, not not going too overboard on a guy like Fulmer. All right. Uh, how about on the other side of this? Uh, any interest in uh, Williams? Uh, yeah, no interest in Williams. Again, like I said, there's there's enough cheap pitcher options where I think we can get away with it. Like if I'm going super cheap, uh, we talked, you know, I would have more interest in a guy like Faria. I think he'd be more interesting at that really cheap price tag. So for me, I'm just kind of uh, staying away from him. No, no need to go with Williams. Uh, do you have any interest in the bats? It's going to be a little bit of cold weather game. That's my one worry. Uh, like 36 degrees out there in Detroit. Do you have any interest in these bats? Oh, really starting with Travis and the weather. They're already happy. Oh, dude. Dude, the weather's the best, man. The weather is awesome. So, uh, yeah, I'm all over the weather normally, and it's going to be good for these pitchers, right? It's going to be a better pitcher environment if it is 36 degrees. That's what I'm seeing on the Roto-Grinders page here, but I don't know. I'd rather something more closer to lock when I uh, kind of uh, break it down completely. But I don't know, man. Like, it's just it's going to be kind of cold, so that's obviously not going to help the bats that much. You know, I you could get you could get a Detroit stack for pretty cheap on DraftKings. That's something you might want to mess around with, but I, I don't know. I I'm just not thr- no. I'm not thrilled. If I was, you know, the only guys I'd really target if you're going to do a Detroit stack, my only advice is just to go with the righties because Williams does have reverse splits when it comes to hard contact, thirty three point five percent hard hits to righties. Um, so that's the route I would go is I'd go for those righty bats. Um, like obviously, like you want to get Miggy in there and Castellanos and um, some James McCann or Victor Martinez. Uh, I'm just not no like you said the weather's not great that does make a difference and I'm not like there's other spots I like better so um, outside of a tournament shot of Fulmer or maybe a stack of the righty bats on, on Detroit I think that's about it for me in this game Yep, same with me again. Like I, I, I don't mind your your Detroit stack idea. Like if you tell me to pick which team I would stack, that would be the one. And I make sure to get like the Miggies and the Castellanoses and those type of guys, and then uh, kind of move on from there. Again, not a team that I want to be overweight on. More so underweight. Yes. All right. Let's move on to the next game. We've got the Chicago Cubs in Miami against the Marlins. Eight runs is the total. The Cubs a heavy road favorite. Implied run total four point seven six. Miami Marlins implied run total three point two four. The Cubs minus 207 on the money line. Big favorite here. And that's with Jose Quintana on the mound. Uh, Quintana, man, last season just came. You know, Once he went to Chicago, it was like a whole different guy, man. He just started lighting it up, striking out hitters, putting up huge numbers. I, I really felt like I was watching a different pitcher when I, when I watched him throw and went to Chicago. It's like all of a sudden he had something to pitch for. Um, so... Uh, you know he and he has a good matchup here too uh, against this uh, weak Miami team. Very wore down lineup. Even though Darvish struggled a little bit um, tonight, I, I do feel like uh, I do feel like Quintana is in a, in a good spot here. We see that uh, you know the, the Miami hitters strike out. You know twenty six point three percent. Is their uh, their lefty strikeout twenty six point three percent of the time? Their righty's a little bit smaller here, but overall twenty point two percent strikeout rate for the Miami hitters, and their their ISO is just not you know where you would think it would be. Um, to where to where it feel like a threat it's at one forty one three twenty team Woba. Let's look at Quintana's numbers, Travis. Twenty three point eight percent strikeout rate to righties, twenty four point two percent to lefties. 3.8% walk rate to lefty, 7.6 to righty. So, he, you know, he doesn't walk a lot of guys. He's not a wild threat here. 40% ground ball rate to righties. 50% ground ball rate to lefties. Hard hits, uh, you know, a little bit higher than that 30% range. But I'm just not concerned here. I, I think I kind of know. Like, I want to play Quintana here, Travis. Yeah, I, I like Quintana here. He's a guy that if you want to spend on it, I think he's a good option. I like his FanDuel price more than the DraftKings one, but uh, yeah, I mean Quintana. Just this is a great spot for him. Love him here. I mean, just just a good environment in general. Not not the easiest park to hit into. Barnes they clearly have a really bad run total because hey, they're the Marlins, and uh, this is a spot I'm really going to believe in in Quintana. 
you Darvish, you know, he struggled yesterday and there's reasons why it sounded like I was looking at, like it just like was cramping and there, there was a lot of other stuff. So they say like jitters. And so I don't know, I think I'm going to end up giving him a pass after reading about some of this stuff here uh, on Darvish. And like he, he left in the fifth inning and then they, they exhausted that bullpen on Friday. Like they need Quintana to pitch some like, you know, good amount of uh, innings here. Like I, I feel like we're guaranteeing like at least six here. Maybe he's got that like push for seven, right? Just could be really efficient. I like Quintana here. He's a guy I definitely want to be uh, spending my money on. On on DraftKings, it's a little interesting, right? Do I want to spend that entire price tag of eleven point seven k on Quintana? Uh, I think it's fine. Uh, you know, if you do want to like play him in a Weaver, it just might be harder to get the bats in. But uh, again, I, I think he's a really good option and uh, love him on FanDuel, and I'll still definitely get exposure on DraftKings as well. So he's someone that I'm, I'm going to love a lot. And then the Cubs offense, I'm going to love them against Dylan Peters here. Right? I think they're they're a really good option to target. Again, they, this isn't the greatest hitting park, and with, with the roof being open, that'll help a little bit, but still not the not the easiest park to hit the ball out of. But uh, definitely have interest in some of these guys. Like you know, if you if you want to stack up the Cubs. It is a lefty in Dylan Peters, but just play Anthony Rizzo because people won't play him lefty-lefty, and he's still good against lefties. And uh, be on the lookout for that lineup because Joe Madden likes to do a lot of funky things, and there might be like a good amount of value. Uh, you know, He might throw someone at the top like an Albert Almora. That could help us out, and he could just really mess around with the lineup where it could uh, you know, make it easier to get these Cubs in than you would think. Yeah, can somebody call FanDuel and tell him to lower Contreras's, uh, I mean, raise Contreras' price tag over there? 3400 man. Like... Contreras hasn't been even close to 4K on Vandal, and he should be. You look well, at, here, yeah. here's, the best, here's the best thing about him. Like, no one's going to own him. He's a catcher. Like, it's catcher and first base is consolidated now, and no one's going to play him. So, like, you're going to get him under-owned. Like, that's the thing with, like, these, like, power-hitting catchers. Like, a Gary Sanchez, too. Like, you are going to get them under-owned because all these other people are taking first basemen. So, uh, I think if you're playing the Cubs, right, you already – I don't know if you already feel contrarian right away with Contreras, but I think it's interesting. Like, just the ownership's already going to be down. That's going to be very helpful. Yeah, but, I mean, he's got to – He's got the second highest ISO in the lineup at 210 and 376 Woba here. Like the kid can hit, man. Like he's the second. He's the second biggest bat. Um, he's the second biggest bat in the Cubs lineup. Like I don't think you realize that. Chris Bryant. Here's Chris Bryant's ISO is 270 Woba 420, and this is this is including last season too. Contreras, 210 ISO 376 Woba. Rizzo, 211 ISO 358 Woba. So Contreras is the second biggest bat in this lineup. Yeah, I mean, I, I like him too. I'm, I'm definitely getting exposure to him. And uh, again, like I said, I, I think people will still overlook him because people just don't want to play catchers. They don't. Like, it's just plain and simple. It's it's something that people, they never like playing catchers and whatnot. I know there's like these exceptions, but it's easier to click on those cheap first basemen that people are like, oh, I can get a cheap home run here from this first baseman that's way too underpriced right now. And it's early in the season. Like, so it's, uh, yeah, I love these Cubs. Uh, definitely, definitely like your take on Contreras. And yeah, I, I'm definitely going to want to get exposure to this team. Yeah. All right. Anyone else here in this game you want to mention? I mean, obviously, no interest in the Miami Bats, right? No, that's about it. Um, yeah, no interest in the Miami Bats. I'll pass on them. We can go to the next game. All right. We've got the Chicago White Sox in Kansas City against the Royals. Eight and a half is the run total. Uh, Kansas City Royals is a slight home favorite. There is some weather concerns here in this game, so make sure you check out the weather page on Roto Grinders and keep updated with that. It looks like we're going to have some thunderstorms. Um, but yeah, we got Ronaldo Lopez on the mound for the White Sox, throwing against Jason Hamill on the Kansas City Royals side. Uh, Travis, any interest in either of these guys throwing on the mound? No, I will not look to get any exposure to these pitchers here. I will definitely pass on them. I am wondering with the weather though, because I don't know if you're seeing on the Rotor Grinders page, we got like the it's got like the red clouds and whatnot. Like, is there going to be bad weather here? You know, stay tuned to Roth. I'm sure he'll be posting something in the morning for us. Let me see real quick. I doubt he has anything up yet, but I can check because normally he posts it uh, Sunday mornings or whatnot. Um, hang on one second, pulling it up now, and. It is loading. It's loading. Eh, I think we're, I don't know. I think we're, uh, yeah, no really news on that yet. So again, uh, stay tuned for that. Cause obviously it could be bad. And looking at like the Roto Grinders page, you know, it shows what times it's going to rain. It looks like two o'clock, three o'clock, four o'clock, five o'clock, and then six. But again, it could obviously change and could go on further than that. But it's going to be cold too. It looks like it's going to be like 32 degrees around there. Uh, or at least that's, I think what it is now. It's like 50 degrees. So, uh, I don't know. Again, like this weather is going to be something we have to monitor. I could see myself just 
staying away from this game because of like the weather and whatnot and just, you know, possible. I'm expecting it's just going to possibly be postponed and whatnot or have like, you know, rain delays. And I don't really want to deal with that. But if this game is a full go, uh, I don't know. Who are you looking to really play, Josh? Uh, I, I kind of don't hate maybe uh, going with the uh, White Sox side a little bit if I had to pick. But again, I really don't like this game too much. You passed, you passed right through Jason Hamill, man. I don't want Jason Hamill. Do you want him? Well, you just said the weather's not going to be great. So if the game plays, it's going to be a tough you know, hitting environment for the hitters. Uh, Hamill is a, a fly ball pitcher, but in the rain, um, that's actually kind of counteracted a little bit. We also have his uh, strikeout rate hovering around the 20% mark. And these uh, the White Sox hitters, man, strike out a ton. They strike out almost as much as anyone else, almost the most of anyone in the league. 27.5% team strikeout rate travis so i mean this is a spot where Hamill could come out like but you know he puts up those big games every now and then this could be a big hamill game man if everything works out right yeah i don't know i just i don't i mean he is cheap i'll give you that right if you're looking for a cheap guy uh he's fine like fandle he's really cheap i think he's 5.8k DraftKings, we have him at 7.1k i don't know i just this sounds lame but i kind of just want to find the 900 for luke weaver or up to steven matz uh, i think it's just kind of simple for me with that and uh, so i don't know i i guess I'll, I'll save jason hamill for you josh no that's fine i'm just saying if if you happen to see someone take down a gpp tomorrow with jason hamill as a pitcher don't dismiss the guy as a donkey because like it definitely makes sense to, to play jason hamill in tournaments tomorrow there's there's certain things that line up that put jason hamill in a pretty premium spot if the game plays. So uh, I'm definitely going to make sure I get some some Jason Hamm out there. I'm not saying he's the best play. I'm just saying that, you know, wouldn't be surprised if he puts up a pretty big game here and uh, kind of shocks everyone. But, yeah, um, let's look at these hitters, though. Like you said, uh, you know, obviously if I'm interested in Hamill, I'm not going to be interested in any of these uh, White Sox too much, and it's not going to be a great hitting environment like we said. But on the other side, I think some of these Kansas City bats are in play because – Ronaldo Lopez um, gives up massive, massive numbers to lefties. Uh, 9.8% walk rate to lefties, 45.4% fly ball rate to lefties, 32.9% hard contact to opposing left-handed hitters. So uh, that puts like John Jay, Moustakis, Duda, Gordon, like all, all in play for me. Any of the lefties in this Kansas City lineup are fair game for me. On the other side, he actually throws pretty decently against righties, so I'm not going to chase that. Ground ball pitcher against righties and keeps the hard contact you know, pretty down. Like You see his hard contact's like a full 10 points lower against opposing righties. So for me, like just the Kansas City lefties, that, that's where I'm going to go if any of the hitters. How about you? Uh, yeah, so like it's just the lefties only, like, and it's probably like the power lefties, like Mustakis and Duda, and that's it. Mainly just focus on them as one-offs. Uh, maybe guys you can throw in cash here and there, but uh, – I'm not going too crazy with these guys. I just, uh, I'm going to wait for like the Royals to prove that they can like win a slate as a stack until I really kind of consider them. Cause I just don't see a ton of power in this lineup for me to really have a lot of interest right now. I mean, let me just read you the names, John Jay, Whit Merrifield, Moustakis, Duduk, Chesler, Cuthbert, uh, Jorge Soler. These guys, Alex Gordon, Alcides Escobar, Drew Butera. These aren't guys that really uh, tear the cover off the ball. So I'll focus on Moustakis and Duda for my power one-offs here and there. And then that's kind of about it with the Royals. All right, so that's it for the FanDuel slate, but DraftKings includes the next game, so we're going to just talk about that real quick. Uh, we've got the Houston Astros in Texas against the Rangers. Battle of the Texas teams here. Um, nine and a half is the game total. Now, this is actually like a pretty significant game, Travis, to like add to a slate because it's a huge, massive total at nine and a half. It's played in Texas where we know it's a hitter's park. And... Uh, the Astros are, you know, a pretty hot hitting team, and the the Rangers could get going too, you know, in the right spot, and they get to face Garrett Cole, who we've seen kind of explode and be a gas can, and we've seen him throw pretty well. So we don't know what Garrett Cole we're gonna get, but on you know the Texas Rangers side, they're putting Mike Miner on the mound, and that's just absolutely not fair. Uh, the Astros have one of the best hitters in Major League Baseball against uh, opposing left-handed pitchers, and that's George Springer. George Springer actually has better splits against the lefties, career splits against left-handed pitchers than Nelson Cruz. And Nelson Cruz is a guy that we just like lock in there every time you know he's facing a lefty. Uh, so if, if you're going to lock in Cruz against a lefty, you, you lock in George Springer as well. Uh, also, Altuve, great splits against lefties. Correa, Marwin Gonzalez can hit lefties. Evan Gaddis can hit lefties. There's plenty of guys here 
that can, uh, Alex Bregman can hit lefties. There's plenty of guys here that can hit lefties in this lineup. Uh, I think like if I'm playing DraftKings, I really want to get an all-righties Astro stack here against Mike Miner. Um, I'm just not afraid of him, and I don't think there's any reason to be afraid of him. He's throwing in a hitter's park against some guys uh, against some of the best hitters in the league, and it's not going to work out well for him by any means. Like, just look at the numbers real quick before I pass it to you. Like, Mike Miner, uh, 32.8% hard contact against opposing lefties. Uh, against righties, 25.2%, but his fly ball rate, 44.7% against righties. A 45% fly ball rate is not going to fly in, in, you know, out there in, in the Texas ballpark. You know, the range, you know, it's going to, the Rangers are going to see a lot of home runs from the other side. You know, the Astros, I think in this game, we're going to see a ton of runs. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, they're my favorite team to stack today. Like uh, I'm just going to be, I'm going to be all over the Astros. They're they're the team I want to get the most exposure to. Uh, Just something to note. uh, They tweeted this out on Friday. uh, Some Astros news, Max Stacy or Stassi, how do you say his name? He's going to be the catcher for this game. So if you're expecting, you know, McCann and Gaddis, like, Newsflash, you're not getting both of them. One of them will sit. So uh, just something to kind of uh, note. And with this being like a 305 game, we'll probably get the lineup in time. But just 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 something to know. Uh, you know, if you're expecting one of those guys to be in, like both to be in, and one of them sits, and you're like, what the heck? Well, I told you so because they said Max Dassey's going to catch uh, for Garrett Cole. So, yeah, that's kind of uh, news to just, to just note about that. But, yeah, like I, I want to load up on these guys, right? I want the Springers. I want the Bregmans, Altuve, Correa. You know, give me Marwin Gonzalez. Like I'll load up on all these guys. I think it's a great spot for them and uh, it's going to be chalky and whatnot. Maybe we go like with like a Max Stacy or whatever his name is, like as like a, you know, the, the fifth guy that maybe sits at the bottom of the order. Uh, he's 2.5 K. Maybe that helps get in the pitchers you like enough. And he hits that like random low owned home run that no one has, but uh, I don't know. Again, I'm just trying to like fi- trying to find ways to be different with this stack because when you kind of make an Astro stack, you're like, okay, I want Springer. I want Bregman. I want Altuve Correa. And then who are you going to kind of make it different with, with, with that? Uh, you know, last spot, right? Is it Gaddis, Gonzalez? Uh, who's the guy, right? You really want Jake Mariznick. So uh, I don't know. It's just kind of uh, very interesting and whatnot. So uh, yeah, definitely love this stack. I think it's going to be one that you want to get exposure to on this slate. And, you know, you can stack it up all these different ways and whatnot. Yeah, like uh, building laps and DraftKings, just click George Springer's name and then work around him. I'm dead serious when I say that too. I'm not even just joking around. Like you want George Springer tomorrow against Mike Miner. Um but yeah, uh, is that uh, that's it? We covered the slates for you guys. Um, we should. Well, here, here's a, here's a question for you. Again, I think we just discuss it because right, um, it's baseball. Things can happen. You have any interest in the Texas Bats? Garrett Cole has, you know, he has struggled at times, right? It's, this is a guy that has not uh, always had it. He has games where when he's off, he's off, right? He just walks people terribly and just is completely out of control. So do you have faith in Garrett Cole here? He's one of those guys that I feel like people always say, Oh yeah, he's a pretty good pitcher, but like sometimes you just like expect better from him. And it's, I'm just kind of torn at what I want to do here. Because again, uh, if everyone's playing the Astros, is anyone playing the Rangers? I'm just trying to find ways to be different. Uh, and I don't think this is the spot to do it, but, uh, what do you think? Any, any takes on that? Especially if like the roof is open, right? it's going to be like 70 degrees. That's good hitting environment too. Yeah. I don't, I don't hate the Texas bats. I just didn't want to like go out of my way. To, to talk about the Texas bats because I, I do believe that Garrett Cole, uh, he did look sharp, you know, um, coming into the season, and I think that we're gonna see we're gonna see him have a few good performances before we see him kind of blow up, and I don't think this is gonna be like the blow up spot for Garrett Cole. That's all. Yeah, I I agree with you. Like, again, I'm, he's not someone that I'm like dying the roster and whatnot. I do think that Garrett Cole's gonna be a lot better with the Astros. Right? He's gonna have some pretty talented guys with him, like the McCullers and Keuchel's. I can definitely help him uh, help him out with pitching and whatnot, and just getting through some things. So he's not a it's not a spot I'm targeting. But I don't know. Like I said, uh, I just like feel like I'm like just oh Astros Cubs and it just seems like super chalky and super lame and I'm just trying to find ways to get a little creative because you know sometimes that can win some slates and if you can get just some teams low owned uh it's worth considering so uh, I kind of like to kind of think that through and whatnot and, and there might be someone over there saying hey uh what about the Rangers so trying to at least trying to at least give the Rangers a little bit of love yeah Garrett Cole also has an upgraded uh defense behind him than what he's used to by the way so that's something that's going to help him too um, yeah, would you pay? Would you pay up for him today? Like, would you get exposure to him? I mean, he's kind of expensive. Like, I mean, talk about how we don't we don't love the Rangers bats, but like, there is strikeout upside here with a lot of these guys. I mean, Joey Gallo, he'll strike out with the best of them. They they have guys that will K. So, uh, is there any interest to pay up for a guy like uh, Garrett Cole? Uh, not for me, no. But I I just I don't not because I think he's not going to do well. 
I just think he's going to put out like a nice efficient outing, and then they're, they're going to bring the bullpen in kind of like early. Like we'll see like five or five, maybe five, five and a third out of Cole. I think then we, they move to the bullpen, they seal up the win. Um, so I don't think it's worth paying up for, but I could see why you might want to do that. Like I wouldn't say like you're a maniac for playing Cole in this league. Uh, why are you like experimenting with Cole lineups over there, Travis? No, I just, uh, you know, again, like we talked about how we don't think he's, a, we think he's a fine option, but like, I'm just, I'm just asking, right. Just asking the question, trying to, trying to give all the pitchers some love here. So, uh, yeah, he's not one of my core guys in there. If someone said, Hey, I'm playing Garrett Cole. I wouldn't be like, take him out of your roster. They'd be like, okay, that's fine. If you fit your construction and you like him, uh, go for it. But, uh, just, you know, just trying to endorse him for the people that want him and whatnot. And again, there's just other pitchers I'm preferring. Like, you know, we talked about him, Quintana, Weaver and Nats. Those are kind of three pitchers I'm really, uh, keying in on right now. All right, let's do our Easter egg stacks of the day. Easter special stack of the day here for you guys on the Weekend Grand Podcast. Charlie, it sounds like you have a couple teams in mind, so you want to go ahead and spit them out? Uh, no, Josh, I'll let you go first. Uh, pick yours, uh, and then I'll, I'll, I'll clean up and uh, end it off, because I, I, got, I got a bunch of different ones I can consider, so uh, you can start it off. All right, like I hate to sound super chalky, uh, but on DraftKings, it's just going to be the Astros is my stack of the day for sure. going to try to find a way to make that work. Um, if we're going to look at FanDuel, uh, I will go with um, the Cubs. Will be my stack on on, on uh, FanDuel. So that's those are my two stacks. I know they sound like pretty like lame and chalky, but uh, oh, and also you know what? Just I'll give you guys a little bonus: the Kansas City Royal lefties. Uh, but we said that already, so. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, Astros, like on DraftKings, they're the chalky stack to go with. They're the one that you want to kind of uh, load in your lineups, and I'm sure I'll play one of those, but I'm sure I'm going to try and, uh, you know, obviously I'm going to run it back with some some different guys. Like, I'm going to put some other, like, I'm going to do some five-man stacks of the Astros and then maybe put, like, three-man ones in there. So, which, which ones will I pick? Uh, I mean... I, I kind of think I'm going to go with the Red Sox. I just think it's interesting. And uh, also give a shout-out to the Rangers one, too. But um, the Red Sox is the one I'm kind of planting my flag on and that I really want to uh, kind of make it. I think on FanDuel, that's what I'm going to do. I think it's going to be like Astros on uh, DraftKings is one I'm definitely going to get some exposure to. Maybe I'm going to run it back with like Rangers and kind of do just a full game stack of that one and hope it just shoots out completely. Maybe maybe they hit off the bullpen or something or you just get a home run here or there off Cole. That could help me out. And then uh, on the uh, on FanDuel, I'm going to go with the Red Sox because, again, the Astros aren't on there. And uh, Red Sox will be my favorite team over there. Then I'm going to try and get some exposure to and hope that those big bats that just have some big names finally show up here, uh, you know, on, on this uh, Easter Easter Sunday. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Again, don't forget to give us a follow on Twitter. You can follow me at Real Joshua Giant. That's at Real Joshua Giant. You can follow Travis at Travis Mangone, at Travis M-A-N-G-O-N-E. Hope you guys enjoy your holiday and you know, family time and enjoy the games. And uh, we'll talk to you guys, like I said, on Twitter. And we will be back next weekend with the Weekend Grind Podcast. Happy to be back talking baseball with you guys, and uh, we'll see you guys soon. Peace out, Grinders. Sometimes I feel like she don't care As much as I do, it's weird Sometimes I feel like she's unfair Hit me with that winter stare Sometimes I can see she's scared to me like I'm not there Sometimes I think she's unaware That I'm still me, I swear Bring your baggage, maybe I will take it I'll bring mine and we'll go on vacation No, our strength has never been patience Let's enjoy what was worth this waiting Kept our memories alive so I could feel closer Knowing that we'll never get closure So much bigger than just saying it's over 24-7 when I'm stone cold sober Tell me that you feel the same Tell me that you feel the same yeah. When you feel that November rain Tell me this is everything yeah. Tell me that you feel the same Tell me that you feel the same yeah. When you feel that November rain Sometimes I feel I lost my mind And wish I had a way to rewind Sometimes I feel a pain in my chest And I would rather write than rest 
She just wants me in the bed When I can't get out my head though Without her I'm incomplete Stronger than the air I breathe Bring your baggage baby I will take it I'll bring mine and we'll go on vacation No, our strength has never been patience Let's enjoy what was worth this waiting Kept our memories alive so I could feel closer Knowing that we'll never get closure So much bigger than just saying it's over 24-7 when I'm stone cold sober 24-7 when I'm stone cold sober 24-7 when I'm stone cold sober Hey, Tell me that you feel the same 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 When you feel that November rain Tell me this is everything Sometimes I feel like she don't care As much as I do it's weird Sometimes I feel like she's unfair Hit me with that winter stare Sometimes I can't see she's scared Ghost to me like I'm not there Sometimes I think she's unaware That I'm still me, I knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this father's day we do it right too with deals that'll make dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn now get a charbroil four burner advantage series gas grill for just 169 dollars, and pick up your choice of craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only 99 dollars each make this father's day his best one yet and do it right for less start with lowe's charbroil offer valid through 612 craftsman offer valid through 619 u.s only Pros do it right by relying on trusted brands because your reputation depends on it. Lowe's is here to help by having more of those brands in stock, like DeWalt. So when you need a DeWalt tool fast, you know where to go and where to save. Because we stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. And now you can save $100 on a DeWalt XR2 Tool 20-volt max brushless power tool combo kit featuring a drill and impact driver for just $289. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616 U.S. only.